beautiful morning. Isn't it nice? Oh, it feels so good out here. Are you guys ready to worship today? All right. Well, once you've got your coffee and you've said hi to your friends, fellowship's important. But come on down and let's worship together. Let's grow together. Let's lean into him together. Father God, I just pray for our worship time today, Lord, that we could draw close to you, Lord. God, with everything in us, we just want to draw close to you. Lord, we want to know you better. God, because we know that if we know you better, you will change us from the inside out, Lord, and that's what we come seeking today. Father God, we love you. We worship you. thousand times I've failed, still your mercy remains. Should I stumble again, still I'm calling your grace. Everlasting, your light will shine when all else fades. Never ending, your glory goes beyond. Justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out. Everlasting, your light will shine when all else fades. Never ending, your glory goes beyond all things, and the cry of my heart is to. Love you from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out, Lord. 
Worship you, Father, in this place. And God, thank you so much that each one of us here, we always have a praise. We have a voice to sing to you, to lift your name high. Thank you, God, that you hear each one of our voices unique. It's a separate, unique worship to you, God. And as we all come together to worship you, God, we become your church. And we praise you, Father. short I've got nothing new how could I express all my gratitude I could sing these songs as I often do every song must you never do so I throw up my hands and praise you again and again so that I have is a hallelujah hallelujah and I know it's not much but I've nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing hallelujah. 
someone here, someone online that doesn't feel like they are worthy. I don't know who that is. I don't know if you're here. I don't know if you're online. But people in your life and the enemy have been lying to you and saying that you're not worthy. And whoever you are, you need to know that you're worth it. You're worth his blood and his body. You're worth everything that he did for you. So this morning before we take communion, everybody this place, everybody that's watching online, you need to know that you are worthy. That if you were the only one, he would have done it just for you. And when he was on that cross, and before he breathed his last, you need to know he was thinking about you, and specifically you were in his mind. And don't ever forget that. And Luke 22 Jesus served his disciples the first communion. And as he served communion, he took the bread, and what he told his disciples was, this is my body that is broken for you. To take it, eat it, in remembrance of me. So as you take the bread, for a minute, think, did it because he thought you were worth it.
to the meal. Jesus took the cup. And he said, this is my blood that I shed for you. And again, I'll say, as I look at your faces this morning, Jesus did that for each and every single one of you. And as that blood was shed, you were in his mind. And he couldn't think of anything else but you. So he told his disciples, this is my blood, drink. And do this in memory of me. as you finish communion remember the incredible thing that Jesus did for you the incredible amazing thing his body and his blood poured out for you but he didn't just pour it out so you could remember it he poured it out so you could be free free from sin free from bondage free from anything to hold him back that was his, what his body, blood and his body were shed for you so as we continue today as we continue in worship, know that you are set free by that blood. In Jesus' precious name, I'm going to pray. God, I pray this morning. God, I pray as we take, when we take in communion, God, that we would always remember what you've done for us. That we remember, and that each person remembers the incredible value and worth that you placed on them. God, I pray right now that your spirit would reveal to each person here and each person online incredible depth of your love for them that human words cannot articulate. God, I pray that the hearts would know and be overwhelmed right now in this moment in the name of Jesus. Incredible worth, incredible value that you placed on each of us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a hallelujah, hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I've nothing else fit for a king except for a heart singing. God, we want to raise our hallelujahs to you today. We might not know the words. We might not, might not know why. But we know that there's a song written inside of us. It's unique to us because you made us, Lord. Our hallelujah is a distinct communication between you and us. And God, we want that today. We want that richness of communication, Lord, no matter what storm we're going through, no matter what enemies we're surrounded by, we have a song, our weapon is a melody. And Lord, we know you will send heaven to fight for us. So right now, Father God, we call upon you and we raise our hallelujahs. 
to you and you alone. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a
we go. Praise God. Oh my goodness. He is so good. Welcome to church, everybody. We are so happy to have you. My name is Razel. This is Dakota. We get the honor and privilege of just praying over your tithes today. And I just want to start off with a prayer. Lord, we thank you so much that we get to join here together to worship you freely God, we thank you that you have given us resources, whether it is the widow's might or whether it is thousands of dollars, to be able to trust you with that, God, to be able to give you 10%, to be able to be obedient. God, we trust you with every aspect of our life, God, that you have our backs. Lord, we know that you have all of the desires of our heart in your mind, Lord, and that all you ask is for us to put you to the test. God, I thank you. Thank you for all that you've given us, Lord. I pray that you will just fill all of our hearts with even more gratitude. God, thank you so much for today. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys, in Malachi 3.10, God says, put me to the test. <laughs> that almost just flew away. Um, he says, put me to the test. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessings that you will not have room enough for it. Guys, I believe that God just wants to overflow your cup. All he's asking for is for our 10%, you know, and that is between you and God. Like I said in the prayer, whether it is the widow's might or whether it is thousands of dollars, God doesn't need our money, but he wants to bless us. And that is such an action of showing him that we trust him. We trust him with that small amount for him to pour out his blessings onto us. So you guys, there are multiple ways to give. You could either give on the app, cash, or um, the church center app. Also, we have some really exciting announcements, you guys. There's so many fun things going on at this church. Um, first, join us on the Interactive Church Service Center app if you haven't already. That is amazing. Do we have any VIP guests in the house? That is if it's your first time. We're not going to embarrass you and call you up or anything, but we want to welcome you. We're so happy to have you here. Welcome to church today. Um, we also have a gift for you in the back, so make sure that you um, go back to that booth back there. 
as our VIP guests, we want to spoil you a little bit, um, so make sure that you head back there when, you, uh, when service is done. Also happening this week, a youth group this Tuesday for middle schoolers and high schoolers, a place where young people can have an encounter with the Lord and fellowship. Also Tuesday night, there is an info meeting for the Slave Free Project and how you could get in the fight against human trafficking at Temecula Clay at 6 p.m. Thursday is Sisterhood Ladies Night. Where are all the ladies at? <laughs> ladies, uh, you don't want to miss this opportunity for fun and fellowship with your fellow Living Stones ladies. Next Sunday is our information meeting for our monthly missions down to Mexico to love on the kids of Tijuana Christians Mission, an orphanage that we partner with. Also, guys, pull out your phones, your calendar, save the date. Sunday, May 16th is child dedication. So anyone that you know that might have a baby, let them know. Um, and even if, you know, like this year's been crazy, if they're older and still haven't been dedicated, um, toddlers are welcome as well. Uh, we love being connected, so get involved and be a part of the group, uh, part of a group or a team. Guys, we have some really amazing connect groups. Um, find everything that we're talking about right now. You can also find that on the Church Center app. And there's also these yellow, bright-looking schedules that are in the back over there on the booth. Uh, if you want to grab some of those, take them home, put them on the fridge. They're really awesome. But um, who's ready to hear an amazing word from Justin today? Pastor Justin, I believe that the Lord has blessed him and that the Lord is going to give him an incredible word just fit for us today. And I'm so excited to hear from him. Let's welcome up Pastor Justin. Come on. Love you guys. So fun. You're amazing. You know that? So good. Awesome. How's everybody doing today? Oh, I'm going to stay hydrated. I'm going to stay hydrated. I couldn't decide if I was going to wear my jacket or not wear my jacket or what's going to happen up here, but we'll see. It's going to be good. Somebody say it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Let's see how the people are doing online. We got some people online today. Who do we got online today? Oh, we got Alex and Carrie Bush. It's good to see you guys. You guys always fire me up. Drew Urbasic out in Pennsylvania. Glad you're watching, man. That's so awesome. Carolyn McKinney, love you, girl. Dorothy Faraganin, love you. You're amazing. My mother-in-law, I'm going to talk about you today. Hope you like that. We'll see what happens. Heather Brano, love you. Sienna McCarthy, oh, all these cool people. Awesome. Mike Schumacher, love you, dude. Glad you guys are all there. AJ, I know you're, you're, you're online, loving on everybody. Thanks for loving on people on, online, AJ. You're awesome, dude. Oh, who's ready for the word today? Where are my paper Bible people at? We got some paper Bibles in the house? Oh, just, just smell them right now. You're like, mm, you can't do that with your phone. Yep, there's not an app for that. You can't, you can't, you can't smell that paper Bible with your phone, can you? Where, where are my electric Bible people at? Where are they at? Electronic Bible. So good, so good. All right, go ahead and turn in your Bibles. We're, you don't have to go super far. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 2. Yep. First book of the Bible. You don't have to search for it. Don't have to look at the table of contents. Just right at the beginning. We're going to start right there. And while you're turning there, you're going to start uh, chapter 2, verse 23. And i got to tell you a little story. Um, when, when I first started dating Chelsea, yep, come on. We, we just celebrated 12 years yesterday. Can you believe that? Somebody say, Pastor, you're not old enough to be married for 12 years. Come on, right? No, none of you agreed with that. <laughs> Nobody said it. <laughs> They're like 12. I thought it was like 15, 25, something like that, you know. All right. But, uh, you know, we cel celebrated 12 years yesterday. And I got to tell you, the first time I got to go and visit her parents' house, this was, 
oh, my goodness, was exciting. So much fun. Look at Chelsea. She's, she's going like this. She's like, oh, no, what is he going to talk about? Don't worry about it. It's going to be good. Uh, but there was all kinds of fun stuff. You, does anybody remember meeting the parents for the first time? Some of you, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like it's that, that, that awkward moment. Where, where are the men at when you had to meet the, the bride's parents? Come on, how many, how many of you were nervous? Yeah, I was nervous, right? right I was so nervous. And, 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 and you know, I, I, I became this beautiful round shape because I work out so much my ab, no, uh, because I like to eat. Does anybody like to eat? Oh, I like to eat. Goodness gracious, I like to eat. Well, I go to my, go to my mother-in-law to B's house, and I think this is where the deal got sealed. Are you with me? Here's, here's where it all happened, because she made these ribs. Oh, somebody just go, mmm, mmm. Anybody like ribs? Oh, I love ribs. But, but, but her ribs are the best, all right, the best. Who, does that, somebody saying no? You, they're, they're challenging you to a rib, a, you know, she, she's going to retire this summer, so we're going to have her come and make some ribs for the church. How's that sound? Yeah, I'm just promising her, promising her, her duties right now. She's probably commenting on, online, but uh, she's going to retire this summer and come out, and so we'll have to have some ribs. But, man, can I, can I tell you, like, I was sure that I'm getting married after this moment. Chelsea's probably questioning it at this moment, right? Because everyone's talking, everyone's done eating, and... I'm still eating. Come, somebody say no shame. No shame. I had no shame because that was the most delicious thing I'd ever had in my entire life. I don't care. If this is the last time I eat a meal, it's going to be good. Are you with me? It was just that good. So I had no shame, just covered in barbecue sauce, just a pile of ribs sitting there. Uh, I'm sure they're, like, calling the store. Do you have more? Because uh, I'm not sure he's going to stop. Are you with me? So no shame. Somebody say no shame. No shame. Today's message is titled Shackles of Shame. Shackles of Shame. Tell, tell your neighbor, Shackles of Shame. Shackles of Shame. If you'd like to follow along in the YouVersion Bible app, um, you can go on there and uh, click, the, click the More button on the bottom right corner and uh, click on Events and look up Livingstones Church, and all the notes are right there, even if I change versions on you, right? So paper Bible people, you can't change versions in the mid-sentence, mid can you? But that's okay. I can because we put it on there already. So it's on there for you. You can enjoy that. Who's in Genesis chapter 2, verse 23? Here it goes. At last. Oh, he finally got to the message. It's happening. At last, the man exclaimed, this one bone, this is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. Verse 24, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Verse 25, now the man and his wife were both naked. Somebody say naked. Oh, isn't it fun to say naked in church? Come on, somebody. They were both naked but felt no shame. Come on. They felt no, they were eating some barbecue ribs. Come on, somebody. And they felt no shame. Are you with me? Now, we got to understand this. First of all, he's pretty excited. He just got a bride. It just happened. Right? All of a sudden, he's like hanging out, with, naming all the animals. I mean, it, it just sounded taxing. You know, they come out with all these cool ones like, like giraffe and, and all these things, and then they finally just get down to like cat, rat, bat. You know, like <laughs> I could just see him doing these things, right? And then all of a sudden, he's just like, dude, I'm exhausted, God. Like, where's my helpmate? Where, where, where? And then finally he gets to that, that verse right there, and he goes, at last, oh, after all this, you finally give me a bride. Are you with me? And no shame. Come on, somebody say no shame. No shame. No shame. Here, here's what's so interesting. When you're, when you're reading Genesis chapter 2, and that's right at the end of Genesis chapter 2, something changes in Genesis chapter 3. 
Something changes. And it's where sin enters into our life. Has anybody in here dealt with shame before? You know, the, the, the international symbol for shame is when, when somebody puts their, their hand on their forehead like this. If you ever see somebody do that, so they're probably experiencing some sort of shame. You watch it the next time. The next time somebody goes, you ask them a question, they go like, oh, there's probably some shame there. I know I just, I just revealed too much, huh, husbands? You're like, oh, did you take out the trash? Uh, did, did you eat all the ribs, the leftovers? Uh, <laughs> come on, somebody, right, in the middle of all that stuff. But we're going to get rid of shame today. Are you ready? We're going to get rid of shame today because shame, i got to tell you, I, I've been, I know some of you know this about me and some of you are brand new and you're going to think this is weird and that's okay. But here's, here's the deal. Like God, God a lot of times will, will let me feel things and experience things on your behalf. And I'll be honest with you, this morning was a battle for me. It was just a battle for me emotionally. I'm sitting there just, just, just chomping at the bit. I, I, I reached out to our prayer team and said, hey, you guys got to intercede right now because people are, aren't going to come. Stuff's going to happen and things are going to mess up. Did anything happen to you this morning that just wanted you to keep you from church? I mean, I got to tell you, my, I, my, my car wouldn't start this morning. I had to stuff everything in our little minivan to get over here. And, and in the middle of all of it, I'm just feeling anguish. You, you ever feel that stuff? Come on, are you with me? Today's going to be a breakthrough day for you. Come on, tell your neighbor, this is going to be a breakthrough day for you. That's all right. If you don't want to tell the person next to you, they, I'll tell It's going to be a breakthrough day for you. It's, you know, like, it's, it's going to be a breakthrough day for you. Are you with me? Right? You're like, is there ribs after church? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> How's this going to be a breakthrough day for me? Are you ready? Shame entered by way of sin. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 7, at that moment, their eyes were open. This is after they, they took of the fruit. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. You see, they were just enjoying the time together, enjoying everything around them, and then shame entered in. Shame entered in, and all of a sudden, they were worried about what they're wearing or the fact that they're naked. And they're sitting there going like, oh, no, there's something wrong with me. You know, it's, it's almost like when you're wa watching that little kid and they're running around and they're, they're just full of joy. They're full of joy. They're excited. They're in the middle of the restaurant. Come on, somebody. And all of a sudden, they're just running around the table and you're going, oh, I'm that guy that I thought I'd never be. Sit down. Chill out. Come on, is anybody with me? Oh, man, I got, I, somebody let the cat out of the bag this weekend. I got to tell you, yeah, I, I like going to the barber. My barbers, anybody like going to the barber? There's just something about going to the barber. Are you with me? Oh, I just, mm, you know, like somebody asked me the other day, they're like, they're like man, what, what in the world? How come you go so short? I'm like, I still, I still got that Marine in me. You know what I mean? But then I got the rebellion just coming right off of my face. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. But I just, I like going to the barber. But can I tell you something? The barber didn't know as a pastor. I've been coming to him for two years. Are you with me? And all of a sudden, the guy who was sitting in the barber chair before me was an old friend of mine. And so I, I, I said, I went to the barber and said, hey, I'm paying for his haircut. And, and, and the, the, I walked out because you're not allowed to all stand in there at the same time. And, and so, so he got finished his haircut, and I find out from my barber. He's like, hey, you never told me you were a pastor. I'm like, did that guy tell you that? And he's like, yeah, he told me. He's always preaching to me about God, and, and you've never done that. He's like, as soon as he told me that, I'm like, hey. I get it now. Like, he, every time his kids are running around, and he never yells at them. I can't, he, like, talks so soft to them. I'm like, well, I got to look good for you. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Is anybody going to be real today? Oh, goodness. Did you know that your pastor yells at his kids? 
Oh, come on, somebody. Did, this is really going to offend some people. Did you know that, that the pastor's kids get spankings? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm just being real with you. I'm just being real with you. Come on, somebody. In the middle of those things, like, I want my son to be a good, good citizen. Are you with me? Oh, my goodness. There's a difference between winning and losing. Come on, somebody. How are my people online? Are people, oh, they're already getting off. Oh, goodness. It's okay. I got people in the crowd getting on just so I don't feel guilty. There we go. That's good. No, it's, uh, but, you know, I, I remember just yelling out, and, and, and when you're in the, it's like all of a sudden you start feeling shame, right? You feel shame from your kids being goofy and being a, and being a goofball. I want to just free you from that shame right now. You're, you can't control them completely. Are you with me? Come on. Come on. That shame. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, shame off you. Shame off you. Because here's the deal. I believe that you'll be set free if you can get shame off of you. Are you with me? Are you with me? Come on, somebody. We, because here's, here's what happens, and we see it right here in Genesis. Somebody say, shame separates. Shame separates. Shame separates. Because as soon as, as, soon as these, these, these two brand new human beings decided to sin and shame entered in, and God, God, God said, where are you? And, and they're, they're, like, they're like, we're here, and what are you wearing? Oh, well, we were naked, so we were hiding. Are you with me? Come on. A lot of us are in hiding right now. We're in spiritual hiding. Some of us in physical hiding, right? What, what are forms of hiding? Here, here's a form of hiding. You know, I know, I know when I was ashamed of who I was as a man, and, and some of you are going to be right here, so don't, don't do this. Just, just don't put your hand right here because your wife will know it's you. Are you with me? But, but I'm going to tell you, like, I remember times when I would stay late at work because I didn't want to go home. Come on. I know because there's some shame. There's some shame. Don't do it. Don't do it. There's some shame. There's shame in that stuff. There's, there's things where you're just like, you know what, I know I'm not cutting it. I know I don't, I don't, I'm getting more accolades here at work than I will at home. And, and when I get home, I'm just going to have to do all these chores and all these things. And all I want to do is, is sit on the couch with a beer and watch the game. Come on, somebody. Oh, nobody's going to give me an amen for that. Because sometimes the truth hurts. Come on. Somebody say the truth hurts. The truth hurts. Come on, I know wives because I have one. Come on, somebody. I, I'm, I know at times my wife feels shame because our house isn't perfect all the time. Are you with me? Come on, ladies. Don't do it. Don't do it. Your house isn't perfect. You know, when we go over to somebody's house and they're like, I'm so sorry for the mess. And you know it was probably like 90, 90% more messy before you got there. Are you with me? I just couldn't finish those last 10% as I was scrambling as you're knocking on the door. Are you with me? Come on. So I see the smiles on the ladies now. They're like. Your house too? <laughs> oh, you know, I know, I know for us, it's, it's like I, had, I would remind my bride, I'm like, honey, we live here. People live in this house. They use dishes. You know, come on. But, but there's something about that shame that just sets in on us going like, I don't want people to know that, that I, 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 I didn't get it all done yesterday or I didn't take care of everything I needed to take care of. Are you with me? My wife's perfect. Our house is always amazing. I'm just going to lie to you right now. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Because you, you need to know that this shame that you're carrying around is garbage. Are you with me? It's garbage. It's stuff that doesn't matter. The, the enemy likes to point out stuff that doesn't matter. So you carry that around so you can't carry around the stuff that does matter. Oh, is that amazing? We spend so much time worrying about our shame that we forget how to love. Oh, are you with me? We get so worried about our shame, thinking, like, i got to go to another group so I can get rid of this shame. 
Can I tell you right now, the the nails that went in Jesus' hands paid for that shame a long time ago. Give it to him. Are you with me? Oh, goodness, you guys are going to get me to preach today. Better watch out. I might lay hands on people hard. Come on, somebody. Due to the sin and shame that Adam and Eve experienced, they were no longer able to remain in Eden with God. Shame from sin separated them from God. It separates you and I from God. Let me ask you this. What do you think the conversation was like after, after Adam and Eve got kicked out of Eden? Right? As they're on the road going like, well, now we got to go look for a new apartment because of you. Are you with me? Come on. Some of you were talking like this to your spouse on the way to church. Are you with me? Come on. All of a sudden, they're going like, oh, my gosh, why did you eat that thing? Why didn't you say anything? Are you with me? Come on. Come on. I know Eve was going like, God told you what the problem was, and you didn't say anything. Why didn't you say anything? And he's going, well, you didn't have to eat it. Come on. They're like, where are we going to find an apartment now? We were sitting in paradise, and now we've got to find a new apartment. Are you with me? Shame. Shame separated them from God. Then they put a separation in between the two of them. Come on. Come on. There's relationships in this place, whether you're married, not married, whether you're a daughter, a son. There's relationships in this place where shame has severed that relationship. Come on. All of a sudden, it's, you, you start playing that blame game. Are you with me? Oh, it's your fault because this. Because we are humans, so we have a human nature. Say, I got a human nature. I'll tell your spouse right now, I got a human nature. Tell, tell your neighbor, I got a human nature. Because here's the truth. We all have a human nature. We all have a human nature, and our human nature is to protect ourselves. Are you with me? Protect ourselves. We start drawing, drawing no more conclusions to justify our actions so that we can, we can feel okay about the bad decision we just made. Are you with me? Come on. I know I do this every time. When I go and eat something, are you with me? Every time. I'm like, I deserve this. I've been working so hard lately. I'm so stressed out. That, that one thing that I had to do the other day, oh, and I, oh, this whole day has been uh, in and out. is calling me. <laughs> you know, are you with me? Come on, somebody. I start justifying in my brain. My brain's scary. Don't get in there too far, you know. Like, it, it gets scary in there. But I remember just, like, all those things, it's, I start justifying why. You know, when, when I forgot to take out the trash or when I forgot to do something else, and, and it's like, you know, can I tell you something? I didn't, I didn't make a dinner reservation yesterday. Look at that judgment. See, y- you want a church without judgment? There's one right across there. This one's full of it. Are you with me? All kinds of judgment up in this place. I didn't make a dinner reservation. And you know what else I did? I said, I said the night before, somebody gave me a really cool gift I was super excited about. It's, th- it's this light that goes off and makes a big dinging sound when my, my hockey team scores a goal. Oh, I was so excited out of my mind. And you know what? The first thing I did is I looked to see when the next game was. I'm like, oh, it's going to be tomorrow. You know what tomorrow was at that point? It's my 12-year wedding anniversary. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so, oh, I can't wait. To, I got to get this set up so that we can hear the goal when it goes off. And that just let somebody just say, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, forgot to make a dinner reservation. Excited about a hockey game on a night that hockey games don't exist on. Are you with me? Come on, somebody, right? But, and all of a sudden, the, the shame sets in. Are you with me? Are you with me? Because you're looking at an imperfect man. Are you with me? Look to the person next to you say, you're not perfect. Wow, I had a lot more participation on that one than, than when you were going to say shame off you. Like, <laughs> people were like, like, I'm not going to say shame off you. That sounds weird. But, but I'm going to tell you, like, you're jacked up, dude. <laughs> 
was so much easier coming out. Are you with me? Come on. We're going to get rid of shame today because shame, shame separates. Shame separates. Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 1. We're going to read about David a little bit here, talking about shame. It says in verse 1, So the Lord sent Nathan the prophet to tell David this story. There were two men in a certain town. One was rich and one was poor. The rich man owned a great many sheep and cattle. The poor man owned nothing but one little lamb that he had bought. He raised that little lamb and it grew up with his children. It ate from the man's own plate and drank from his cup. He cuddled it in his arms like a baby daughter. Verse 4. One day a guest arrived at the home of the rich man, but instead of killing an animal from his own flock or herd, he took the poor man's lamb and killed it and prepared it for his guest. Come on, somebody. You're getting mad already, huh? Verse 5, David was furious. As surely as the Lord lives, he vowed, any man who would do such a thing deserves to die. Verse 6, he must repay four lambs for the poor man, for the one who stole, and for having no pity. Verse 7, then Nathan said to David, you are that man. The Lord, the God of Israel says, I anointed you king of Israel and saved you from the power of Saul. Verse 8, I gave you your master's house and his wives and the kingdoms of Israel and Judah. Sounds more like a punishment. <laughs> Some of you got that. And if that had not been enough, I would have given you much, much more. Somebody say much, much more. Much, much more. Verse 9, why then have you despised the word of the Lord and done this horrible deed? For you have murdered Uriah the Hittite and the sword of the Ammonites, and stolen his wife. From this time on, your family will live by the sword because you have despised me by taking Uriah's wife as your own. Here's point number two. Shame suffocates. Shame suffocates. If we read in verse, verse 8 again, I gave you your master's house and his wives and the kingdoms of Israel and Judah, if you had not, if it, if that had not been enough, I would have given you much, much more. Here's what happens. Sin, when we, when we commit sin and then all of a sudden shame enters in, we try to cover it up. Here's what David did. David, David, because he was not doing what he was supposed to be doing, a king should be at war with his warriors. Are you with me? Can I tell you something? Our, 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 our team will, will tell you that, that I'm a hardworking person. Now, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to brag. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a hardworking person. Are you with me? I, I don't come in, and, and I'm not prima donna coming in here going like, hey, who, everyone set things up for me. The king has arrived. <laughs> oh, the pastor of Louis Stone's church has arrived. Are you with me? No, no. I'm, like, a lot of times I have to bring a second shirt because I'm sweating like crazy from moving things around and doing work and, and making this place happen with, with our team because I believe that a, a, a king should be at war with his team. Are you with me? Like, if you're going to be a good leader, you've got to be a good follower. And if you're, gonna, if you're a good follower, you're going to do what the followers got to do, too. Are you with me? Come on. Nobody agrees? All right, cool. That's fine. Well, David, David didn't agree either, okay? So he sent everybody out to war, and he sat at home and twiddled his thumbs. He's like, you know, I like being in the palace. It's nice. It's cool. And then he lo he's hanging out on the balcony like, oh, I've got the nicest house in town. And looks over and sees, sees a girl that, man, she looks good. Somebody go fetch her for me. He finds out later that it's, 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 it's the wife of one of his, his warriors. 
He slept with her, committed sin, committed adultery. But he didn't want to find out that she got pregnant from him. So he, he called Uriah back and said, hey, come on back and, you know, go and spend some time with your wife while Uriah was a good man. He, Uriah said, no, I can't do that. All the rest of my warriors are out fighting the battle. I can't, I can't be with her. I can't, I can't rest while they're still fighting. Come on, somebody. How, how much more shame do you think David felt in that moment going like, Man, you won't even sleep with your own, you won't even spend time with your own wife because of these guys are out at war and here I am, I, I, oh. So then he makes a plan, puts, puts Uriah out in the front of the battle and makes sure that everybody steps back so that he dies. So not only did he, he have shame from doing the wrong thing with Bathsheba, but he also now had to carry the shame of killing Uriah to cover it up. Come on, some of us have been there. Maybe, maybe not so bad. You're going like, ooh, that guy's in the Bible? Yeah, you know what else it says about that guy? It says he's, he's a man after God's own heart. Goodness gracious, how can a man after God's own heart commit adultery and commit murder? Can any of us say that we're doing better? Come on. Nobody's going to say it, but I'll say that you're doing better than that, okay? Yes, I know the Bible says that if you, if you look at someone with hatred in your eyes that you've already committed murder in your heart. If you look at someone and lust after them, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Yes, I get that. And Jesus said that. And I agree with him. But here's the thing. Jesus took our shame away. He took our shame away. All that stuff, all that junk that we sit there and feel, feel shame about, he took that away. Are you with me? Is anybody hearing me today? Are you still here? Is this, is this some good stuff? Is this too difficult? You liking it? Shame suffocates. God would have given David much, much more. The shame that you and I carry suffocates what God wants to do for us. Are you with me? Here, here's, here's, a, here's an example. When I think of my son, now I'm an earthly dad. Are you with me? I'm, I'm the same dad that yelled at him five minutes ago for doing the wrong thing again. Right? Are you with me? I'm, I'm an earthly dad. But can I tell you something? When I think about my sons, I think about all the fun things I want to do with them. Are you with me? I think about, like, when I think about them and I drive by Dairy Queen, I get excited. Are you with me? I'm like, ooh, they would, ooh. Ooh, they would love that. Oh, that would, oh, that'd be so fun. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go get some Billy Bars and we're going to have some fun. Are you with me? Anybody with me? I get excited. Any, uh, any other dads like me? I know there's some round dads in the house that are just like me. Come on, somebody. Right? All you fit dads that are giving your kids celery, good for you. Good for you. But, you know, I'm going to DQ. Come on, somebody. I get excited about that. Now, here's the thing. When my sons do something wrong and I can't do that for them, it's one of the most difficult things as a dad. When they, when they made a poor choice and I say, hey, man, if you get your room clean, if you do your schoolwork, if you get everything done, we're going to do something fun tonight. Then I find out he didn't get it done. Are you with me? All of a sudden I'm going like, dang it, I wanted, I wanted ice cream. Like now, now I can't have ice cream because you made a poor choice. And I can't bless you. Now, he still doesn't believe. He's like, Dad, you can still bless me. You can decide to bless me. I'm like, but son, I can't bless you. Are you with me? You see, that shame, it suffocates what God wants to do for you. Because when he looks at you, he gets excited. He gets excited going, oh, my gosh, she doesn't know how much I want to bless her. And then we go and carry that shame around, wondering what, what's, what's going on. Like, oh, man, I, you know, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not, I'm not good enough. You know, and then we have to wonder, like, is, if that's true, then did, 
did Jesus not matter? Anybody hear me? Did Jesus' death not matter? Because that was the ultimate payment for shame. So if we're still carrying around shame, come on, somebody. If we're still carrying around shame, some of you are feeling shame for carrying around shame. Are you with me? I can feel it right now. Some of you are going like, oh, man, I'm so guilty for like, hanging around with my shame. Oh, that's, that's me. That's totally me. I'm, I'm negating Jesus' death, and it's, oh, because I'm so messed up. I can't believe I'm doing this. The enemy did not want me to preach this message this morning. Because if you hear it and you get set free, your life will be changed forever. Are you with me? Your life will be changed forever. If you, it, a free person will go and set other people free. Are you with me? A free person. But that, that's the thing is you can't help someone with their shame when you're carrying it around yourself. Did you know that? You beat yourself up so much that you're going like, I can't talk to that person about their addiction because I'm still addicted to it and trying to pretend like I'm not. Are you with me? Carrying around that shame. Oh, I know this isn't popular. I'm sorry. I, I do love you. We'll, we'll, I'll preach something really exciting next week, okay? Really exciting. It'll be like rainbows, puppy dogs, all that fun stuff, you know? But honestly, I want, I want to see you free. I want to see you free. I'm going to ask my team this morning. Chelsea said, hey, why don't you tell them what, what you were feeling this morning? And I just started crying right in front of everybody, just going like, I just, I just, I know that people are going to be set free today. They're going to be set free from the shame and bondage that they've been carrying for so long. Those things that your parents and your, your, your grandparents, your coaches, your teachers, all those things that have been put on you over the years, that shame that you've been carrying, Jesus paid the price for. And if you're free, oh my goodness, it scares the devil to death. Are you with me? Are you with me? Because he, kno he knows how powerful you are. That's why he reminds you how powerful you're not. Did you hear me? He reminds you that your addiction is, is what defines you. But Jesus reminds us that I already paid for that, and it's already done and over with. Are you with me? Your addiction doesn't define you. You are not your addiction. You are not addicted to those drugs anymore in the name of Jesus. You are not addicted to pornography anymore in the name of Jesus. Are you with me? You're not addicted to that substance anymore in the name of Jesus. Those negative thoughts, you're not addicted to that anymore in the name of Jesus. Are you with me? Because he already paid for that. You don't have to carry that anymore. Feel free to leave it right here in the parking lot. We'll make sure and clean it up when we're done cleaning up today. Are you with me? Leave it right here. Do not leave this place. Do not shut your, your, your TV off, your, your phone off. Don't, don't turn off Facebook Live or, or YouTube Live right now. You're going to leave that stuff and be done with it. I'm sending somebody to your house right now. An angel's coming to your house to clean up the mess. Are you with me? No shame. No shame. Are you with me? No shame. In the name of Jesus, that shame got nailed to the cross a long time ago. The shackles that are sitting on you right now are just like those toy shackles you got as kids. You just push the little button, it falls right off. See, the enemy put those things on you, and you're walking around going like, I, I am my addiction. I am these poor, terrible choices I've made. I am the, the terrible dad because of all the decisions I've made. I, I am a terrible mom because my, my house is 90% dirty most of the time. You know, like, come on, somebody. But that shame, Jesus is like, that's not even real. I paid for that a long time ago. Those things that you're carrying around, it's not even real weight. You're telling people like, I can't, I can't serve at church because, because I've got this weight that's holding me down and I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't go help with the slave free project because I'm just so busy. I gotta, I, are, you, are you with me? All this stuff the enemy's telling you, 
It's a lie. Oh, did you hear me, devil? I know you heard me. I know I'm pissing you off. I told Chelsea, I said, uh, before, I, before we got up here today, I was sitting in the car, I said, I feel like just like before a hockey game when I was a kid. Before a hockey game when I was a kid, I'd start screaming and hitting stuff. Are you with me? I'm just like, I'm ready. Because, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a big guy. I'm only, I'm only five foot nine. Are you with me? So I was smaller then even. I mean, and yeah, now I weigh 240 pounds, but then I only weighed like 115. Are you with me? So I'm like, just get it. Oh, come on. Here we go. I'm going to take this guy. Like, I'm freaking them out. Just like, dude, what's wrong with this guy? Are you with me? I just like getting ready for the game. And when, uh, when I was sitting in the parking lot over here earlier, I'm crying my eyes out, just praying for you, praying for what God's going to do today. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to oh, take the devil out. Are you with me? I just want to hit him upside the head and tell him, you're, you're a joke, man. You can't take these people. These people were paid for by Jesus. Are you with me? You can't take these. Oh, we're taking you down today. Are you with me? Oh, there's something just gets up in your bones. You, know, you see what I'm saying? I got to be careful. I'm going to pull something. You may see my post with the, with the rock, my spirit man working out. Yeah, I've never done that before in my life. Never hold a big old chain around my neck and do, oh, no way. It's not going to happen. Shame suffocates. John 14, verse 27. This is, this is where it all shifts. Somebody say it's going to shift. It's going to shift right here. John 14, verse 27. I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Now listen, I'm not telling you to get off of your medication, okay? If, if, the, if your doctor says you need that medication, you then, then do what the doctor says. But prayerfully ask, God, do I need this? God, do I need this? Because the peace that he gives is not a peace this world can give. Are you with me? Oh, man, I've got to be honest with you. I've struggled. I've struggled with mental stuff. I've struggled with, with depression. I've struggled with that for years. But there's that, that moment where I'm like, Lord, you're enough. You're enough for me. Are you with me? You're enough for me. You're enough for me. God, you're enough for me. Oh, the fight is real, but you're enough for me. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I want to break you free of some of that shame. You don't need to be ashamed for taking medication for something. Come on. Uh, I'll be honest, like, I, I'm, I'm like one of those people that takes medication very, very last resort. Is anybody, of, any of you like me? I've got a few people. Some of you, like, medication is like, like what you take every day, you know, and you're just excited about taking that. Oh, I've got to take my medication, you know. You're like the, the sound of those pills hitting, hitting your plate, ding, 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 it's just exciting, but that's okay. But here's the thing. I'm not that person, and, and I'm not judging you for being that person, so don't hear me the wrong way. But what I remember, I... When things get really hard or really bad, then I, I'll take medication. Now, <sighs> I know none of you said I was too old to be married for 12 years. Thanks a lot. <coughs> but this weekend, I, we went down to the beach and, and uh, had a good time with the kids, with our boys. And, and uh, I had like this sinus attack that was like terrible. Like I've, like I've started getting sinuses about like four or five years ago. And I'm like, Am I, what's going on? Like I have a cold for like a month. Like what's the deal? Like why is this happening? And then somebody says, well, do you have, do you have, do you have allergies? I'm like, no, I don't have allergies. Why would you even accuse me of having allergies? I've never had allergies before. 
right? And all, but for the last four or five years, same seasons of the year, I start having allergies, and I'm like, I'm, I'm wondering why do I get stuffy? And well, this last weekend, like, I got allergies so bad, my my eyes started burning, and and just I'm like crying profusely all the time. I'm like, why? What is happening? Like, this hurts, and I can't keep my eye open. Allergies. And finally, I was like, I gotta go take some medication. I gotta do some. I ca- I, I called my buddy who's five years older than me. I said, Hey, what do you do for this? I'm like, you're 40. What do I do? Like, Steve, if you're watching, I love you, man. But you know, I'm like, what do, I d- what, what do I take again? I remember you said something about, like, something for allergies. And, and so he sent me the thing, and we went over to CVS, and I got my, my medication. And But somebody said, there's no shame. There's no shame. Come on. We're breaking shame in every way. Breaking shame. Breaking the addiction. Breaking all those things. We're breaking shame in every way. Uh, oh, man. I took that thing, and I, oh, my eyes feel great. It's amazing. Are you with me? Come on. No shame. No shame. Tell your neighbor, no shame. No shame. Are we ready for no shame today? Come on. Some of you are like, you need to yell more. I, like, I got people who are like, you yell too much. And people are like, you need to yell more. And you guys are just making me crazy. I don't know what to do. <coughs> the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. When Jesus is talking about that, he uses the word shalom. Shalom. Say shalom. Say shalom. Shalom, you sounded so Jewish right there. It was awesome. Shalom. Shalom in, in the Jewish culture is also a way to say hello and goodbye. Shalom. Shalom. You with me? The definition of shalom means peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, tranquility. You see, when we read what Jesus said here, I'm leaving you with the gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give. This is what he means. He means peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. You see, when we think peace, I'm just thinking like, like we, we got to, Chelsea and I got to go on a date yesterday. We got to have some, some sushi after hours of trying to find a restaurant because I didn't make a reservation, right? You know, <laughs> we, we were this close to having Taco Bell, you guys, that close, right? I was that close to sleeping in the garage. Is what, no, she would never make me sleep in the garage, but I would do it because of shame, right? Are you with me? I'm like, you made me eat Taco Bell on my 12-year anniversary. You're going to sleep in the, no. Anyway, but in the middle of these things, man, it's a peace that's not just we got rid of the kids for a few hours and went on a date. That's peace. Come on, somebody. Where, where are my parents at? That's peace. Right? We were done with our date, and we're sitting there like, like we're, we've got an hour and a half. We're just going to go sit in a parking lot and stare at each other. Are you with me? Because that's peace. Are you with me? Come on, there's some peace there. But this is a peace that the world cannot give. This is peace in wholeness. How many of us have experienced wholeness lately? Oh, we're so stuck in shame and so stuck in so many other things. Wholeness isn't even a possibility in our mind. Are you with me? Wholeness, completeness, tranquility. When I think tranquility, I think about the serenity deck on the back of a, of a ship somewhere. That's tranquility for me. I can l- go look at the ocean and sit in a hot tub. Are you with me? That's, uh, whenever I try to get away from my messy house and my crazy kids, I'm thinking like, serenity deck, serenity deck. When are the cruise ships going to open again so I can go on the serenity deck? But this is a peace that surpasses all understanding. This is a peace from Jesus that in the middle of your circumstance, you can have peace, tranquility, 
wholeness. Somebody needs this this morning. Oh, that shame needs to come off of you. That shame needs to come off of you. Where are my note takers at? Here's point number three. Shalom liberates. Shalom liberates. Shame separates. Shame suffocates. But shalom liberates. John 10.10. I like the New King James Version of this one. John 10.10 says, The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you would have life and that you would have it more abundantly. Come on, somebody say shalom. Jesus came that we would have shalom, that we would have peace, that we would have harmony, that we would have wholeness and completeness. Are you with me? Jesus came so that we can have prosperity and welfare and tranquility. The enemy of our souls wants us to be in worry, separated and suffocated from the fullness and goodness of God. Let me tell you something. If you are feeling separated from the people around you that you love, it's because of shame and sin, not because of God. Are you with me? Don't blame God. Oh, why did you let this happen? Oh, we get so upset. It's the shame and the guilt and the sin that the enemy wants to convince you that you can't have peace and tranquility and harmony. Are you with me? Oh, I just want to set you free today. I want to set you free today. I know, I know. I'm like, man, I feel like I need to shout more, get excited more, because you guys are like just so quiet. So, so quiet. There you go. Come on. The enemy wants to suffocate you. He wants to separate you from God. He wants to separate you from each other. Is anybody hearing me today? That shalom, that peace from Jesus. Here's where it happened. Are you ready? Oh. Verse 28 here. It says, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. This is when he's on the cross. And to fulfill the scripture, he said, I'm thirsty. Verse 29, a jar of sour wine was sitting there. So they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. If I can get my worship team to come up here. It is finished. When Jesus said, it is finished, you know what he was saying? Shame's done. No more power of shame and sin on your life. The power of shame and sin is broken in the name of Jesus. Did you hear me? I, I think you heard me with your ears, but did you hear me with your heart? Did you hear me with your soul? Because the, the same Jesus that, that, that rose from the dead, rose from the grave three days later, said, it is finished. The, 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 the one that, that they talk about in John 1, 1 that says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Everything that was made was made through Him and for Him. Are you with me? This is from the very beginning, Jesus, the Son of the Father God, sitting there looking at creation. When He looked at you, He said, oh, I'm excited about this one. That same Jesus said, it is finished. Yet you and I, we pick shame back up and say, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't show my face. I can't show my face in church. I can't. My barber 
I told him, I said, uh, I don't want you to treat me any different. He said, the reason I don't tell everybody I'm a pastor is because I want you to treat me like a regular person. I want you to cuss when you're talking, if that's what you normally do. Because I d- I'm not interested in having another fake relationship. Are you with me? Are you with me? I don't, want, I don't need that. I don't need somebody pretending to be somebody else because they know I'm a pastor. Are you with me? I want to love you because you're you. And I want you to know that. For two years, he didn't know I was a pastor. Now, all of a sudden, he's rethinking everything he's ever said. Oh, crud. Are you with me? And it's one of those things like, man, Jesus, Jesus is not asking us to pretend to be something else. He said, I love you just the way you are. And you know what? I'm not saying that th- this, sh- this church is going to be full of people that cuss just because it's fun and it's who we are. <laughs> no. What I'm saying is, is that the closer you get to Jesus, the less you're going to cuss anyways. Are you with me? You just won't, it just won't be, because what's in you is what comes out. Can I tell you, can I show you something? What do you think will happen if I squeeze this? Not on the speaker? Huh? What's in it comes out. What happens to you when something squeezes you? You get laid off from work. A relationship stuff gets messed up. Your car won't start in the morning. You didn't know it was a splash zone, did you? It was, it was marked on the chairs. We, we sang the little song at the beginning. If you're sitting in the first two rows, there's something that you ought to know. You know, right, are you with me? No? Anybody miss SeaWorld? I miss SeaWorld. I love SeaWorld. God doesn't want you to be in shame. And what happens when you start pouring some good stuff in here? You start pouring good stuff in here. You start pouring the word of God inside of you, inside of your heart. I'm not, I'm not going to stuff it down in there. I'm just going to start letting God pour it in. He, he said, I'm taking the shame off of you. Let me pour something in. Let me pour in what I say about you. You're a winner and a champion and an overcomer. You were built for great things. When you were born, when you were being knit together in your mother's womb, I looked at the angels next to me and I said, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited about this one. And you know what will happen when you get squeezed? I told Chelsea, I said, I told you guys a, a couple of weeks ago about a, a vision I had that, that messed me up about having seeds coming off of me. You guys didn't look up that pod stuff, did you? Don't do it. I'm telling you, mess you up. I was telling Chelsea, I just felt it this morning, like, I, oh, just like getting ready for the game. Oh, just ready for a fight. But the more that you fight with the Lord, you're going to get squeezed. And what's in you is going to come out. If what's in you doesn't honor God, let it come out doesn't need to be in there anymore. But then let God fill you back up with something good. Are you with me? With his love, with his goodness. Oh, this is such a somber message today, isn't it? But you're loved. You're loved. You're loved. Jay, since you're not playing right this second, can you unplug for a second? Come here. I know you got a, you got your little tail there, but Stand right here. 
When shame is sitting on you, you can't carry anything else. Here, can you carry this for me? Yeah, can you carry this for me? Yeah, can you carry this for me? Yeah, can you carry this for me too? Here, carry this for me too. Come on. You can't carry anything else when you're carrying all the junk. But Jesus comes and he just takes that stuff away. You don't have to carry that anymore. And he's just going, you know, all the other junk that you're carrying, all the stuff that you're carrying right in here, right inside your heart, that bitterness that you have for that person who mistreated you, the reason that, that you're such an angry person is because of how they treated you, or the reason that you're so full of guilt is because of how you treated somebody else and you can't forgive yourself. That stuff that we're carrying, Jesus just comes and says, hey, let me, let me put that up on the cross with me. Let me take this one too. You know what? All that stuff that you did to other people, almost smacked him. He says, you don't have to carry that anymore. All that shame, I paid for that a long time ago. Whoever convinced you, right? What did, what did God say to Adam and Eve when he first saw them? Who told you that you're naked? Who told you that you have to carry that burden? Who told you that you have to carry shame for the rest of your life? Who told you that you're only worth what that man treated you when you were a young girl? Who told you? Because I'm the father of all creation and I didn't tell you that. I didn't say that you're just your addiction. I said I set you free. And who the son sets free is free indeed. That's what the word of God says. Are you with me? So for everybody here, just like Jay and me, we don't have to carry stuff anymore. It's actually pretty cool, huh? We don't have to carry that junk anymore. No more. All the enemy just, guess what he's going to do later today? Something's going to happen. It's going to pile that stuff on again, and you're going to go, oh, yeah, I forgot. I, I, was, I was told I didn't have to have shame, so I left it at the church. But you know what? We, honey, we got to go back to the, ch- the parking lot. I forgot something. i got to go pick that back up. Enemy's going to convince you. Those relationships, when you start cutting those soul ties off, all of a sudden there's going to be something that just feels like it's missing. I've, well, I was always carrying that weight. I, maybe I need to go pick up some other weight, some other problem, some other issue. Maybe, uh, you know, we, we almost define life by our misery. Are you with me? How are you doing? Unless there's something wrong, I have nothing to share. So I might as well tell them something wrong. Are you with me? Come on. I've seen some of your social media posts. Oh, this thing went wrong. This thing happened. Oh, my gosh. Wow. My whole world's up in shambles. Come on. But what if, what if Jesus really took all of that? Are you with me? What if he took all of that? What if it's not a big deal? What if it was a lie? Are you with me? Anybody hearing me today? People online, are you hearing me today? you don't got to carry that stuff anymore. Because Jesus, when he's sitting up there, he says, it is finished. It's done. Today's your day. I hope you walk out of here lighter. I hope, I hope today after this, this, this broadcast is done, that you feel lighter. That you know that Jesus has paid for your sin, that you are set free, and who the Son sets free is free in 
when somebody else tries to pick up your shame saying, hey, you forgot this. You forgot that you're messed up. You forgot that you're jacked up. Hey, why aren't you coming to the AA meetings anymore? Because I'm not addicted. I know, I know. Well, once an addict, always an addict. You can always go back to it. Who, who told you that? Is that the peace of this world or is that the peace of the 12-step program? Come on, somebody. Because the peace that Jesus gives us is bigger. It's, it doesn't mean just being able to, to, to shut down a broken part of yourself. He says, give me the broken part of yourself. I say that you're beautiful. I say that you're an amazing man of God. I say that you're a leader and a champion. I say that your value is not found in other things. It's found in who I say that you are. Are you with me? I love when people freak out if I'm pointing at them specifically. Like, you were looking at me, weren't you? And I'm, like, I'm like, actually, I was looking at two people beside you, but that's okay. You know? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, no, I'm not looking at anybody. But God, God loves you. And he's done with you carrying this shame around. You are not what happened to you. I feel like there's some young ladies in here and some older ladies in here that something happened to you when you were younger where somebody took advantage of you. And you've never shared that with people because it's, it's something that brings you shame. But you know what? There's other ladies right around you that the same thing happened to them and they're sitting in the same spot. And if we just pulled back the sheet from what the enemy's trying to hide and we were able to share the victory that God gives us in all of it, that we are free and we're set free, then you don't have to live in that shame anymore. What somebody did to you and what happened to you was not God's best for you. But he will use it for his glory because there's some other girl who still thinks it's okay for that to happen to her. And if you were to say, you know what, it's not okay. And this is how God dealt with me and helped me to grow out of this. And this has set me free to be able to, to share the word with you. I, I pray that you're standing on a platform just like this, sharing the word of God of, of how he set you free and what happened to you specifically. Are you with me? Because if you, can, if you can get to that place where God starts to redefine who you are, he'll redefine you as a leader. He'll redefine you as a generation changer. He'll redefine you. You don't think you can do it. You're right. But with him, you can do all things. Are you with me? Ah, shame off you. Shame off you. It is finished. Shame off you. No, nope, don't pick it back up. Shame off you. It is finished. Oh, let the light of the Lord shine on this place. Come on. Shame off you. Shame off you. Shame off you, Cameron. Shame off you, Gabe. Shame off you. Shame off you. I love you two so much. Do you know that? I love you so much. <sighs> You're good parents. Your little girl and your, your granddaughter come in. Yeah, now you know it's you, huh? You're like, were you pointing at those guys or are you pointing at us? It's all right. I was pointing at you. You are loved. You are amazing people. Thank you for being incredible parents. Don't let the enemy tell you anything different. Everything you've done, everything you've put yourself out there, you're amazing people. And he loves you. And he loves you. And he loves you. And he's proud of you. Oh, that little girl. Mm. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Shame off you. Shame off you. You are not that pornographic addiction. Shame off you. Shame off you. Shame off of you. 
God does. He sees everything. He sees when we go into those dark places and we decide to sin again. But he still says, shame off you. I already paid for that. You don't, I've got better things for you. Don't let that thing suffocate what I have for you. You're thinking, I can't be a leader in the church because I've got this addiction that nobody knows about. And if, if it ever came out, if somebody knew, then, oh, no, what would happen? God would use it for his glory. That's what would happen. Are you with me? Sexual immorality just, it, it, it permeates our entire world from the beginning. Once you know you're naked, once you know what shame is, all of a sudden it's all those shameful things that we start stirring up. I love serving with the Slave Free Project. Awesome, awesome, incredible people. Dealing with the darkest, deepest, darkest of all of this stuff. Sexual sin at, at its worst. But the Bible says that they're the same. That sin is sin. But he also says, shame off you. It is finished. Shame off you. No more. You don't have to carry that anymore. Shame off you. Stop shaming each other. Remember, shame separates. Creates a separation between us. Can I tell you something? I'm not different than you. There's no separation here. I know, I messed up the camera angle. There's no separation here. I know sometimes it looks like there's a separation because maybe we have something in between us. But there's no separation here. We're both human beings. I sin. I mess up. I mean, ask my wife how yesterday was. No reservation? Screw up. You screw up. Anybody who pretends like they don't screw up is a liar. Here's the truth. Shame off you. Shame off you, Matt. Shame off you. Shame off you, Sal. Shame off you. Shame off you, Kara. Shame off you. Shame off you. No more. Shame off you. Shame off you, guys. It's finished. It's done. Shame off you. You're like, is this, is this service ever going to be done? Or are you just going to sh shame off you a hundred times? If I have to have everybody line up and say shame off of every single one of you, then it's worth doing to look you in the eye as if Jesus were looking you in the eye and say, shame off of you. Shame off of you. Shame off of you. Shame off of you guys back there. Shame off you. You don't have any more shame. You don't have to carry that stuff anymore. Shame off you. Jesse, shame off you, dude. I love you, man. I gotta go play hockey later. Shame off you. Shame off you guys in the back. I love you. Shame off you, Phil. Shame off you. You online, yeah. Shame off you. No more. It's finished. It's done. It's done. It's paid for. It's done. You don't have to pick it back up. You don't have to think about it anymore. You don't have to dwell on it anymore. Dwell, dwell on the King. Dwell on Jesus. Dwell on Him in this moment. Dwell on Him in this season. Dwell on Him in the middle of everything going wrong. When things start to rear their head again, dwell on Him. 
dwell on him. Look to the cross. Look to the The shame is still done. It's still finished. Look up there. Come on. First two goes. It's coming. Shame off of you. Shame off of you. I'm always scared. I'm going to, like, tear my pants doing that. Like free air conditioning, but, you know. Shame off you. Pastor Keith knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Shame off you. Shame off you. Shame off you. Shalom. Shalom. Father God, I just pray for shalom in this place. Shalom. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Shalom. Replace our shame with your shalom. Replace our shame with your shalom. Here, Jesus, have my shame. May I please have your shalom. Give me your peace, God. I came that you would have life and have it more abundantly. That means you can't trip over your shame anymore. You don't got to carry that weight around. His burden is light. Come on, somebody. Shalom, shalom, shame off of you. Shalom, shalom, shalom. I can feel you picturing, picturing that thing that happened to you, the, the source of your shame. And since you're already thinking about it, while you're thinking about it, why don't you ask Jesus, where were you? in the middle of that. Jesus, show me where you were when this happened to me. Can you see him? He's in the corner crying. This is not what I meant for you. This is not what I had intended for you. I'm not okay that that person took that from you. Took your dignity, took your sanity, took your heart, took your soul, took your ability to love not okay with it. Shalom. Shalom, daughter. Shalom. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your peace. Shalom. No shame here. No shame in this place. If you're here this morning, every head bowed and every eye closed, or you're watching online, you want to give up your shame, you want to give up your junk, and have a real relationship with Jesus, I'll be honest with you, it's not going to make life easier. I wish it was. But what it will do is it will give you purpose. When you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, He'll forgive every sin. He already paid the price. He's just waiting for you to receive the gift. And if we'll confess that we are not, we can't do it on our own and that we need Him, He'll be there with us through every step of the way. 
through our imperfections, through every way that we fall short. So if that's you this morning with everyone's eyes closed, this, this is between you and Jesus. Jesus says that if you confess my name before men, I'll confess you before the Father. This is your moment. So if that's you and you're like, I'm ready, I want to give my life to Jesus. No one's looking around, they're not looking at you. Just raise your hand real high for me and I'm going to pray for you. Is that anybody here physically? You're like, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be set free. I don't want to carry the shackles of shame. see you, brother. See you, man. More importantly, Jesus sees you. Today's your day, bro. Today's your day. Is that anybody else? Besides this one young man back here? No more carrying that junk. No more carrying that junk. I'm going to pray for you, brother, and I'm going to pray for anybody online. If that's you online, if you're on our interactive church site, you can click that little button that says raise my hand. If you're, if you're on Facebook or YouTube, go on the comments and just tell us, hey, I'm, I'm giving my life to Jesus. But you're going to pray something like this. Jesus cares less about the words that you say and more about the heart in which you say it. He wants you to have a conversation with him doesn't have to have, sound like Old English or Shakespeare. Just talk to him like a regular, like, like, like your friend. He says, you're my friend. Dear Jesus, I give my life to you today. I can't do this on my own. I need you. Jesus, come into my life. Please forgive me for my sin. Take my shame. And Lord, in, in response, I receive I receive your shalom. I receive your peace. I give my life to you today. Change me from the inside out. Help me get the junk out and replace it with what you, who you see that I am. And I commit every moment from this day forward to you. In Jesus' mighty name, all God's people said, amen. Amen. Proud of you, bro. Proud of you, man. Come on, stand on your feet for a moment. Come on, we're no longer slaves to fear, to shame. Lynette, you're loved. 
see your comment. And Jesus sees you. Carolyn, shame off you too, girl. Dorothy, shame off you. John Bramlett, shame off you. Alex Bush, shame off you, brother. Basics in Pennsylvania. Shalom. Mm. Shalom over in Estonia. We love you. Shalom, Tijuana. We love you. Shalom in Texas. Shalom in Washington. Shalom. We love you. Peace. Today's your day. Peace. I am surrounded by the arms of a father. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Here we go. Because I don't. I need your help. Yeah, that's fine. Freedom, 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 freedom. Break every chain. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Break every chain. <laughs> oh, we're setting alarms off now. Come on. Whoa. Sounds like it. Setting fires off now. Come on. How do you feel as the principal? I feel like I'm going to go turn it off. You're going to go turn it off? Yeah. All right. Maybe, maybe we need to save some uh, police officers or fire department when they get here. <laughs> we love you, church. 
The enemy can come with his distractions. Everything's safe. We're good. They're all coming out. They're good. Come on. Come on. We're the sons and the daughters. Let us sing our freedom. 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 Come on, somebody shout freedom in this place. Somebody shout freedom in this place. Freedom! Whoa! (laughs) Freedom. 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 Father God, we thank you for today. We give you all honor and glory. Enemy, come on. Bring your best shot because we're taking territory. This city is ours. This nation is ours. This is one nation under God, indivisible with liberty, with liberty because of your shalom, with liberty and justice for all. We love you, Lord. We dedicate the rest of the day to you, and we thank you. When the enemy brings shame on us again today, the next day, the next day, oh, you remind him where shame was taken care of. It is finished. It is finished. Are you with me? Are you with me, church? Because somebody's in that grocery store when you go over there today, and they're going to be looking just like that. And you're going to tell them that they're loved. You're going to be the voice of Jesus in their life. Tell them that they're loved. When you're at that restaurant, and you can just see it, you're going to go, hey, can I, I know this is weird, can I, can I pray for you? I just want to tell you that you're loved. And I want to tell you shame off you. This isn't freedom just for freedom's sake. It's not just for us. I commission you to go and set people free because you are free people. This church is more than just just a good message. It's more than the tickling of ears. Are you with me? Let's go and be the church today. Today, tomorrow, the next day at work. Are you with me? Let's go and be the church.